0: Coming up on today's federal newscast, one federal employees' union reminds Congress the effect a possible shutdown could have on agency operations. Victims of the 2015 OPM cyber breach may need to make some changes if the agency picks a new company for credit monitoring services. And the General Services Administration updates its signature contracting program. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. One federal employees union is pleading with Congress to pass the seven remaining appropriations bills before the December 7th deadline. The National Treasury Employees Union writes to all congressional members saying a government shutdown would be disruptive to every agency, including the IRS, before the upcoming tax season. NTEU President Tony Reardon is also pushing Congress to finalize and pass a 1.9% pay raise for civilian employees. Most of the Defense Department's increased budget is going towards products made by the top five defense contractors. A new report from the Center for Strategic and International Studies says DOD spending still focuses on traditional companies. The Pentagon announced four years ago it was going to focus on buying from non-traditional companies to spur innovation. The report finds that even though contract obligations increased by 13 percent from 2015 to 2017, the Pentagon's buying practices are still focused on traditional companies and established weapon systems. Civilian hiring freezes and long hiring and contracting processes are negatively impacting military hospitals. A new report from the Government Accountability Office finds these issues have forced military hospitals to send patients outside the system for medical care. GAO says the Defense Health Agency needs a workforce plan to address the problems. Poor planning and communication were the culprits in what was initially thought to be an active shooter situation at a naval facility near Washington. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Navy and Montgomery County Police responded to reports of a shooter at the Naval Support Activity Bethesda yesterday afternoon. It later turned out the reports originated with one of the installation's tenant commands, which was conducting an active shooter drill. The Navy says as part of the exercise, someone activated an emergency notification system but failed to include the words drill or exercise in the message. That prompted, numerous personnel to believe a real-world incident was underway. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Office of Personnel Management will re-compete its contract for credit monitoring services for victims of the 2015 cyber breaches. OPM's current contract with ID Experts expires at the end of the year. Enrolled victims in the ID Experts service will not need to make a change if OPM decides to continue working with the vendor. OPM says it's planned for a six-month transition period if it does choose another vendor for credit monitoring services. Current law requires that OPM provide free protection services to cyber breach victims through 2026. Thrift Savings Plan participants may see new withdrawal options as soon as next September. The agency that administers the TSP says it's preparing for the new options in three phases. Regulations detailing exactly what will change should be finalized by mid-2019. President Trump's pick to run the National Park Service makes it out of committee. The Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee votes in favor of Raymond Vela sending his nomination to the full Senate. If confirmed, he would be the first Hispanic American to lead NPS. The committee also approves Dr. Rita Baranwal for Assistant Secretary of Energy for Nuclear Energy and Bernard McNamee to serve on the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. A bill to elevate the role of the federal chief information officer is up for a vote in the House this week. Congressman Will Hurd's Federal CIO Authority Act would require the federal CIO to report directly to the Office of Management and Budget Director and the federal chief information security officer to report directly to the federal CIO. Lawmakers finally want to give the Small Business Administration total authority to certify service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. Congressman Trent Kelly, a member of the Small Business Committee, introduces the Verification, Alignment, and Service-Disabled Business Adjustment Act. The VA-SBA Act would require SBA to certify all service-disabled veteran-owned small firms as it does with all other small businesses. Currently, VA is the certification authority for these firms doing business with the agency, and SBA just oversees the self-certification process government-wide. The bill also would preserve the unique veterans-owned small business contracting preference in VA. A long overdue update is coming to GSA's signature contracting program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. The General Services Administration plans to consolidate the number of schedules it runs down to one from 24. GSA Administrator Emily Murphy says over the next two years, the agency will create a new, flexible buying experience for customer agencies. And it will also create a consistent selling experience for vendors. Under the initiative, GSA will make it easier to sell products and services under one contract, as well as reduce the burden of managing multiple schedules. GSA expects to reduce the number of scheduled contracts to 15,000 from 17,000. I'm Jason Miller. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is expected to move to her new office in the spring. She'll be heading to the St. Elizabeth's campus in Anacostia. DHS and the General Services Administration still owe Congress a third draft of their master plan for the consolidated campus before the end of 2018. They've been working on the project now for more than a decade. Health and Human Services sheds light on sometimes hidden medical costs. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services launches an online search page letting would-be patients look up prices for any of thousands of outpatient procedures. Visitors can compare prices between ambulatory care centers and hospital outpatient departments, including the portion paid by Medicare, dubbed Procedure Price Lookup, Construction of the site was among the mandates in the 21st Century Cures Act, enacted in 2016. I'm Tom Temmon. Fifteen years after its launch, My Health Vet now has over four and a half million active users. Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie calls it a great example of the agency's modernization efforts. He says it's helped increase veterans' access to care. The portal was created in 2003 to encourage veterans to take more control of their health care. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. You can also subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.